Welcome back to uh, the No Film School podcast. It is day two of NAB, brought to you by Black Magic Design and Lexar. Thank you very much for bringing us out here. And we are doing the podcast literally on the show floor. And when I say on the show floor, I mean we're sitting on the show floor <laughs> because purple we have, rug. Yeah, we have right. we have two special guests. Before I introduce them, uh, I am Yaroslav Altunin, uh, tech editor at No Film School. I have with me Rafi Rivero. I am a filmmaker and, I don't know, I've been hosting the coverage for No Film School from yeah. the NAB show floor. And then I have the wonderful and talented Indiana Underhill. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited about this. I love a podcast. I feel so elegant <laughs> when I do one. Yeah. And <laughs> then I have Haley, and I am so sorry. I don't know your last name. It's Royal, like a princess. Oh, shit. Okay. But yeah. it's yeah. actually Royale because Royale. Royale with cheese sounds better. Mm -hmm. And so... It's Haley Royale if you're talking to me, okay? Yeah. I'm letting my friends rebrand it because if I do it myself, my family will never let me live it down. <laughs> and it's a double L, so we can cheat. Yeah. There's like a, uh, you know, from the region of France joke here somewhere. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's <laughs> We'll in get there yeah. later. Yeah. I know. Yeah. This is exciting. I love meeting on a purple floor um, <laughs> yeah. with blue wiring everywhere. It's very this artistic. actually my dream for the whole day because my feet hurt so bad. I know. Thank I, you yes. so much you for allowing us to sit. I was like, yeah, yes, I, I love the floor. Thanks for having us. Of course. Well, uh, you guys are here yeah. with uh, something that you're doing together called Cinematography for Actors. Correct. Do you want yes. to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, my God. Are you ready? Yeah. You, you have it written down? I have. have Indiana's you have, you have been making me do it. Yeah. She goes, you'd say it. Yeah, you, you tell the story. Yeah. So... Cinematography for Actors is a company. We have an online course program. We also have in-person events with educational components and podcast. It is a company that teaches actors the technical requirements of film and television performance. Um, because we realized that actors are finishing drama school and believing that they're ready for a career in film and they don't know anything about the technical things yes yeah. it's it's kind of like what what i always like to say is seasoned actors really get it they've worked on set they have the experience they're working with a crew they know how to communicate they also know when a lens is called like a you know instead of a 28 it's an 85 how that changes their performance what they can expect frame size or movement up the field all of this kind of stuff and then but if you're newer actor and you have less experience on set, you could be just as good as a seasoned actor with your ability to actually perform. But there's no school or courses that are really teaching those technical requirements. And so they're in a disadvantage when they get onto set. Mm -hmm. So we created community building events that kind of emulate what trade shows like this and film festivals like this do for our side of the world, but for actors and filmmakers. And uh, we do that through education and partnership with vendors like Cook and Zeiss and Keslo and, and a variety of other people that we're working with right now. That's very cool. Yeah. And, and then uh, we didn't we didn't say this, but Indiana is the director of photography. Yes. Mm -hmm. The actor. The I'm actor. an actor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we are. Their we are forces combined. Yes. <laughs> I know. We the unlikely duo. Um, <laughs> very much so. Yes. Uh, I mean, whenever has a DP and I mean, feel I feel like gaffers and actors mm. come together sometimes on like an A list level. But DPs I have a good story about Sasha Sasha coming together. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. What uh, is it? Uh, a, a friend of mine is a big gaffer in New York City. Lots of commercials, but also television and sometimes feature films. He's working on a Netflix show with a very large name actress. I don't know if I should say her name, but he yeah. uh, was concerned that the lighting, uh, she's 
in an advanced age and maybe the lighting wasn't going to be the most flattering. Got it. And so he wanted to climb up the thing and he, and he put just, he goes to the DP and he says, hey, you know, why don't we just do a, a little special on? Yes. And he climbs up and, and DP agrees. And so he climbs up and puts a light that just kind of brightens up her, her look, mm -hmm. just brings her up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he's up on the ladder. He hooks it up and she looks at him and she mouths. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, actors like when like experienced actors, they really do understand, you know, they start to get into the world of the technical of lighting and camera movement and communication and lensing. And, and you can really kind of when our job as DPs and as filmmakers is to tell a story and we expect actors to be able to do the same. And we're involved in the pre-production for a very long time. And so we have an idea of the visual language we're creating and, and exactly how we're going to be telling that story. And then actors are kind of like thrown into the mix and expect to execute the visual language mm -hmm. that we have planned out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so now hopefully through kind of our mission of changing our industry one step at a time, um, actors will be involved a little more in that process and be more confident when they get onto set. So I love that. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I, I always enjoy it on set, you know, you're working with an actor and that they, when they understand their frame size, yeah. when they understand, you know, sometimes you, you, uh, a cue or a mark on the floor might be just like, walk until you can feel this light hit you, yes, right? And definitely. It's, it's a feeling-based thing and, mm -hmm. and they're kind of beats in a performance that may not kind of correspond completely to a mark on the floor. Sometimes maybe that floor is being seen or something like that. And Absolutely. so it's just... Have, having the feel for when the light is hitting you, when my moment is for this. I always enjoy it when an actor has that sensibility. As a director, as a yeah. filmmaker, it makes my job easier. It helps yeah. me understand that they understand what I'm doing and, and that there's this exchange happening. Yeah, I think every filmmaker at the end of the day has to remember that the choices that we are making must be motivated um, because we're telling that story once again. And so if actors can begin to understand what are the choices that that DP or that uh, director or anyone on set are is making, um, hopefully it's less overwhelming when they get to set because they can be like, oh, that's for that purpose. Or I know we switched to an 85 because that's the moment they're going to cut to for that big you know, part or not, you know. So it's a really exciting thing to kind of be on this journey with Haley and, and yeah. experience this. And those things in the interest of the story and honoring the story and executing the visual style, having the context for things like that can help an actor make certain decisions that they may not have made if they're just dropped in and asked to, you know, be your, be the best actor you can. But what is the story we're trying to tell and what is the vision that we're trying to and create? how can we best tell it? Mm -hmm. Which is great. Yeah. So yeah. exciting stuff. I think that's super cool. And and I'm excited to see how that's going to evolve in the next couple of years, couple of months. Yeah. Because there are a lot of tools for actors, but I don't think technology is one of them. Like, I don't think, you know, right. you go to an acting class and they're like, here's a... Here's a camera. I know. In this end goes light. Mm -hmm. Out at that end goes image. I know. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And no. we never also want to say that we're trying to teach actors to be a DP or we're trying to teach actors to be a director. I mean, I think everyone has their own path. And now more than ever, actors are being told to diversify by their managers and by people they're working with. And so they actually find themselves learning that probably by themselves. And hopefully we can aid in that. Mm -hmm. But specific to performance, we want to focus on that. And so, and so I love that. I think there's definitely a journey there that we're on. There's a, a something happening with auditions now because it's, you know, during the pandemic, everybody had to go home and stay home. And so now you have a lot of tapes mm -hmm. and some actors are like putting their phone down and going in a dark corner of a room being like, cool, there's my tape. 
So bad. And and some and casting directors like, no, we want more. But yeah. they were the ones who kind of did that production value because you would go into a room, mm -hmm. you'd read for a camera, you'd read for a reader. And they had the whole thing set up. And now actors are asked to be producers and camera yeah. people and writers and directors. I know. And, and it's hard. And so thank you. Thank you for kind of bringing this tool to, to the masses, the acting masses. I know. The, the, the acting masses. masses. Everybody. The, everybody. They're everybody. changing the industry. <laughs> <laughs> Filmmaking masses. So my yeah. question to you, this is your first time at NAB, right? Yeah, my first Hers. time. Yeah. First. So, yeah. so Haley's first time, but you're... This is probably fourth or fifth. Okay. So Why don't you have a ribbon? Yeah, what? where's your ribbon? No, maybe because I'm registered with a new company this year. <laughs> For those I, listening I have the ribbon. and not watching yeah. us from the corner of NAB. <laughs> you get a participation ribbon. There, there are ribbons with years on them for however many years you've been this NAB. This is sad. I, can all, I feel... Yeah. We can go to information later yeah. and get Next you one. year. There's <laughs> yeah. still one more day, so you can go pick up a ribbon. Yeah. yeah. But I want to hear from each of you uh, what you experienced here and what you think thematically... Uh, this year is kind of bringing to the community at large yeah. what you've seen uh, you know my take from this year my 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 call I called this in the beginning I was like this year is going to be all about AI and then Ravi came up and he's like no it's the cloud but like the cloud all grown up mm. so what do you two think uh, virtual production has been an, ex an exciting buzzword around and I think it's especially for actors that's something that we should start thinking about is for virtual production, you have to be even more imaginative. You have to be able to sink yourself even deeper into a world because you may not have this the world around you. It might just be a screen. It might just be pictures of the world around you and lights above you lit as though it's the world. So for the my big takeaway this this year is uh, I really need to work on my imagination <laughs> and d diving deep into that so that I'm ready for when, you know, virtual production doesn't take over completely, but it's going to be a big part of the industry, I think, moving forward. Cool. Yeah. I keep saying that, and I think NAB is definitely an example of this, is marketing after COVID for a lot of these companies, vendors, manufacturers, even filmmakers, is actually turning to education more than anything else now. It used to be like, ooh, let me like post a cool Instagram photo of this new camera rig or let's try on stuff. And, and I think now more than ever, we're seeing panels and we're seeing talks and we're dispelling the scariness around virtual production or AI. But I think education is becoming one of the, the greatest tools that we have. And I think any single person listening to this, whether or not you've been here, you haven't, whether you're directly a filmmaker or kind of just interested, you could come here and and really feel confident with the people that you're meeting because people are open at things like this and and you're finally able to kind of build a network that you, I, I say that you're like able to really have meetings with people that normally would take nine months to have, but you're putting together into yeah. three days. Mm -hmm. And so it feels super productive and it feels open. And, and I think education overall is kind of the big theme of this year now. Rufi, so this is day two, and this is the last day of our podcast. How has today changed your view on what you think, what you thought last yesterday? Oh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am sticking with my take that, you know, the cr cloud is so integrated into yeah. these products that we're seeing that, that before it was kind of a whisper, and now it's it's more of a shout. The AI thing is... is burgeoning but not quite here i think it's it's the myth of ai it's it's the it's the, the bogeyman it's the you know it's the thing far off we all know it's coming but it's it's not quite there yet virtual production it's interesting you say that my first time at nab i saw so many virtual sets 
And I was like, oh, wow. But it was being shown off in that, like, look what we can do. Yes. Whereas now it's being shown off in look what we are doing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that, that ability you mentioned of imagination for an actor, I've often thought about that. It's why some of the performances seem so wooden in the big CGI films is because you have to pretend there's a table there. You have to pretend there's a chair. You have to pretend that, you know, all of these things are yeah, the... Tennis balls a dragon. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it's it, you know, that it, it, it can have... Uh, I'm going to use a big word, deleterious effect Ooh. on <laughs> the acting when the set isn't real. And a thing I've always kind of been interested in is figuring out how we as filmmakers can make these environments that we're putting our performers in have enough resonance so that they can bounce real yeah. emotion yeah. off of a thing to get an authentic performance. Uh, because the virtual production is here. We did a booth today that was really exciting and, and did a cool gag and all this stuff. And I was like, which one? Now you're putting me on the spot. I have NAB brain and I can't remember. <laughs> I know you're like hitting up every <laughs> Remy, while you, while you, you, you do the bit, I'm going to pull up the schedule. Uh, yeah. but, was but, it Pixito? It was Pixito. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and it, it was you awesome. You have to explain it to me because I haven't seen the video. I haven't seen, I, I wasn't there, so yeah. So, they, I mean, they just basically had a virtual set that was integrated with a practical set. So, you know, if their thing, it wasn't even green screen, but it was just like it would look up at the sky and behind it was the regular rooftop and the lights yeah. or whatever, NAB, but then there was this robot sitting there swinging their legs and being the bartender. And wow. then we tilt down to the shot and I'm just in the shot, you know what I mean? So, so it had this ability to, somehow they were able to track this grid pattern that they had painted on the side of their booth. It wasn't in green, it was in whatever colors they used, but that was how they were able to track their virtual set. And so the integration between the physical world and this virtual set was seamless. And it made me think, hey, this stuff is going to happen. It's yeah. going to be a part of how we as filmmakers envision our set building. And, and we need to use these virtual production studios to develop our assets so that they can, you know, 3D motion tracking. That was another thing we talked about at Adobe today is a thing that was only for high, high end productions. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's going to be a thing that a small production company. And at, yeah. You could, yeah. You could do that with like your phone or a vibe. There's a company I wrote about on the website nofilmschool.com that did that thing where they had technology and software that let you mocap for peanuts you know where you don't Mm -hmm. have to go to a big studio where it's not like twenty thousand dollars just to kind of you know get the space flourishing in in some some fashion for for mocap yeah look at the snapchat filters i mean yeah yeah people are using this stuff every single day that's mocap yeah Yeah. for lack of a better word it's cool because you can also you're at a stage where it's developed now but it's still accessible for once again that learning people don't expect you to know it all at this point so you can go up and be like educate me and people are willing to do that and take the time because it's their job to do that and so it is a really exciting time to like approach all of this, like whether it be all of the cloud stuff, all the AI stuff or any of the virtual production and expect to walk away and be like, I learned something today and not feel like intimidated by the people you're approaching at these companies. So that's so exciting. And I'm so glad we're able to kind of do it all together and, and be on this journey and continue to learn. Something uh, Riffy you said was kind of like sparked an idea in my head because you said like they had no green screen, they were tracking something and it was like, putting you into the frame. And I'm thinking you could do that so well now with AI tools that are already, that exist, like for example, in DaVinci Resolve, you can use AI to like create a depth map 
You know, like instead of using green screen, you could just put tracking markers and track your your shot and then, you know, do a depth map of your subject, pull them out. Now you can do whatever you want. Green screen doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't have to because AI is just doing all that rotoscope, roto, rotoscope, scooping, scoping, rotoscoping. Rotoscoping. Oh, thank you. For you. And I think that's cool. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So, Haley, Indiana, what was the coolest thing you've seen so far today and yesterday mm. at NAB? Again, virtual production. <laughs> but I think I also have to say for Haley, because it's her first year here and yeah. she is an actor, it's really cool to introduce her to new stuff because you're able to ask questions that aren't being asked a lot of the time. And um, anyway, I'll let you continue. But it's just right. so cool to be able to bring someone that's not like been doing this for like 10 years and you're like, okay, another lens or another <laughs> thing. You're able yeah. to see it from a different perspective. It really is like Disneyland. Um, and I said virtual production, but there were there are actually two things. I talk, I spoke with uh, Stefan from... D.O.P. Choice. Choice. Stefan. Carla. He showed me his product. I've never seen yeah. it before in my life. And it just was so easy. As, you know, bags, as yeah. an actor who has, you know, been brought in recently to like, I, I'm allowed to touch gear now. And sometimes <laughs> Indiana needs me to help like put a light together. And I have struggled with soft boxes. You know, it's hard. But his... His stuff just pops right on and pops Bug up. Bug here and there, you're done. It is so easy. And I was like, why isn't this industry standard? And then he had smaller ones that were inexpensive mm -hmm. so that a newer filmmaker could use it. You know, it's it's stuff that is good gear, that is usable, that is easy. And that was really exciting for me because I love the idea of accessibility for people who are learning. Shout out to Stefan. Yeah. Because I met him last year. And he's been the nicest human being. Oh, he's we, great. We connected at Cinegear. Yeah. So go buy his stuff. There's a plug for Stefan, DOP Choice. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And his snap bags. And what was the Make other? The fat rabbits. The, and the rabbits. Yeah. Just, just go check it out. It's, it's very cool yeah. stuff. What about what about you, Indiana? I mean, let's do two things. Let's do what's my favorite piece of swag we received because yeah. that'll come from a company I love very dearly that okay. I've known since I was 17. Oh, wow. And that's Cream Source Lighting. Cream Source. That was our first interview. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So Cream Source, is, not only are they fantastic LED manufacturers with uh, incredible color science behind what they're doing, mm -hmm. but they are giving it the best swag. You get tired of swag in this industry very quickly. T-shirts. Um, yeah, she receives all my swag now. <laughs> it's like my PR packs that go to someone, you know. Um, but it's they give out skateboards. So it's oh, these wow. alien yeah. cream source skateboards and they're giving out the grip paper and the trucks and the wheels. And oh, it's so sick. It's just back. like oh, wow. full skateboard. Yeah. Yeah. And then as for... I think overall, I mean, I'll shout out someone that I think no one really talks about, and that's OWC. Yeah. Um, and OWC are doing a really interesting thing for content creators. And that is like, and the majority of companies right now are going everywhere from prosumer up to like the biggest production that you could possibly have. And they are accommodating the different budget levels. And what OWC was showing us yesterday is they took, a com they took an iPad Pro and they allow you now to plug in and kind of do every single piece of of from like concept to, to execution through an iPad Pro. Mm -hmm. So they have like a plug-in. So for actors even, I can imagine the self-tape setup when you're trying to travel small, being able to like work like a complete laptop, record, hook up to a second monitor, all through something that feels pretty simple and like pretty lightweight and on the go. And I love seeing that across lighting and lensing as well as like workflow solutions right now that they're accommodating all audience levels because 
That's, that's so important. That's really so great because like you said, actors these days are being asked to be producer, director, yeah. grip. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's where every time we audition, we do a little, little production. And so having cool gear and cool tech like that, that is easy to travel is so important. Definitely. Even for filmmakers on the go, I mean, yeah. that's huge. So Yeah, because our footprint has gotten smaller. Like, I'm finding myself doing more videos with my iPhone than yeah. with anything that I own. Because mm -hmm. I can just be like, pop, pull it out, record, and then send it off to yeah. wherever it needs to and go. And now with the Filmic Pro's integration with Frame.io as well, yeah. you can be shooting and then it's uploading the proxy in full res um, immediately. Yeah. And so that's like a pretty cool thing as well because you're streamlining the process and we all want to save time at the end of the day and that's exactly a way of doing it. That's so cool. Yeah. Rafi, what about you? So one of my things that I had been worried about peeved is too strong of a word, but maybe it was it was like a little a thorn in your side was like <laughs> using a wired microphone. We did it last year and we walked around the show floor and, and having to wrap up the microphone after every booth and all that. and I was like, how can we do wireless? And then we tried to do wireless and our wireless microphone situation did not work. Oh, it, no. it just Shoot. for what you know, on the show floor there's so many let alone seg you know cell phones there's like every possible type of radio signal is flying away in every type of direction and you just couldn't get a signal our last booth today was at sennheiser and i was just like they were explaining oh our thing digitally chooses the channel you know manages bandwidth and really innovative whatever and i was just like hey guys prove it let me use that for the, <laughs> for the outro is that cool yeah. hook the thing up no way Audio was clean. We were like right in the middle of the central hall. Oh wow! And just and that's the worst hall. Yeah, clean audio hall. made a nice little joke out of it. All this stuff, and I was just like, "There it is, wireless audio. It's happening. It can happen." Which is what I believe. We got to get on that train next year. So, so I, cool. That was really exciting for me. Exciting. Okay. Uh, but you know, I think overall, my thing that I love about NAB this is my fourth one, second with you no know, film school, fourth overall, is you will meet the engineer of the product that you love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you will meet the CEO of some company that you They're love. You here. will like talk to the guy, a woman, or you know, alien who designed the thing that you want yeah. or use every single day. And they just want to talk to you about it and tell you what they're doing next. And that idea that we can meet human beings in real space, not virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, exactly. And share space, share ideas. Yeah. Uh, overlap with people is the oldest idea. It's the campfire. It's the most human thing in the world. Um, but it feels new uh, because we've been separate for so long. And, yeah. and it came back last year, but it didn't quite feel like it feels this year where it feels fully back in its full bloom again and so uh that to me is a really exciting thing and cinegear is back on paramount this year guys okay it's okay. all back we gotta go it's happening okay, last go. year they did the la convention center and it was yeah. good it was fine it was nice yeah but it didn't feel the same no way. yeah for sure this is gonna be great right I know. so my thing the the coolest thing that i saw this is gonna be really weird Love were uh limo connectors oh okay cool and they had a whole rack of them, just like the little connectors. Yeah. And I stopped and I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, cause it was just small ones, big ones, like ones that were like an inch thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I want to build 
a prop out of this. I didn't yeah. care about what yeah. they did. I was like, I don't care about that. Yeah. I wanted to build some sort of like sci-fi panel where an actor could come up and be like, unplug things and replug things. And like, you could they're have fun so with that. cool. That's so cool. And That's awesome. I, yeah. I. Who is it? Who the who is the manufacturer? Limo. Is it Limo? Does Limo so. own Limo? I Connect? think I don't so. Know. I, I want to say so. I could so be big. wrong. Those are like the high end like they're on cool. really big cameras that i have yeah. no business being on so yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah. but yeah i i walked by and i was like that's cool oh, so um go buy yourself some limo connectors and make a prop out of them please don't they're very expensive yeah i know <laughs> use yeah. them for their intended purpose i know well uh we're gonna let uh indiana and Haley go uh the show's oh, ending thanks. of course yeah thank wow. you for joining us this is so much fun i always love to i mean the at the end of the day film for me is a family and so mm-hmm. it's always fantastic no matter you know we just met um that was our time really really gotta go um so let sorry. me just end things <laughs> yeah. no, one more time <laughs> yeah no i mean i film to me at the end of the day i have a small family um and this is like my big family my film family and so whether or not we just met and yara and i and Haley, we go back now uh, almost a year and and i think you know i've been in this industry a decade and it's so fantastic to continue to run into people at events like this and to remind yourself of why you're working in this industry because it becomes so clear when you see people like the engineers who are passionate about the products they're creating and the filmmakers who are excited about the possibilities of what they can create with these products so mm-hmm. this is uh this is why nab and cinegear and a variety of festivals and trade shows are a huge part of working in film and why everyone should attend so thank you for and doing it's not this. that expensive, right? It's, it's not, not it's like yeah. tickets are what, 50 bucks? Yeah, I think so. Free yeah. passes. Yeah. Get those yeah. codes. Sign up yeah. for yeah. newsletters, yeah. guys. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Cinegear's yeah. free. Yeah, You're exactly. just a producer, quote unquote. I no. know. And <laughs> check out Cinematography for Actors. Please do. Um, we have our podcast, CFA Podcast. And then we also do community building events in London, New York, and Los Angeles. And and we'd love to see really you there. Great. I know. We'll yeah. see you guys in the next one. We will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That'd be awesome. You definitely will, unless it's in Pasadena. Okay. I don't, the <laughs> no last time problem. it was. I don't go to Pasadena. It was, <laughs> it was in Echo Park, and it was like at six, and I was in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. No. And I'm like, mm, I can't make this. Please don't come. <laughs> It'll be weird if you do. I'll question your sanity. <laughs> so I bring it a little closer. I will. Go back to, let's go back to Zeiss. Zeiss were uh, nice enough to offer us a little space. And, I know. Yeah. 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 They're great. Awesome. Thank you guys so much of for course. having us. Thanks Have a good NEB, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. If you are listening now, still, you can notice, you will notice how it's quieter because uh, Indiana and Haley have left us. Rafi and I are back in the hotel room. But we have been joined by a mystery guest Mm. who has been with us. Uh, since the beginning of this shoot, this coverage, this NAB mayhem, I would like to introduce our producer, on the floor producer, Ian McClellan. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, of uh, uh, Cocoa Butter. Cocoa Butter, yes. And entertainment? Family, Cocoa Butter family. Okay, and, and, and would you like to uh, explain a little bit about what Cocoa Butter is? Cocoa Butter family, we're a content studio. Based out of uh, Los Angeles, we film anything and everything. Not everything and anything. 2D animation, 3D animation. We've done six seconds to 80 minutes around the world. We've done a lot. Okay. Well, there you go. If you need um, some help, like we've needed help during this uh, NAB coverage trip, Cocoa Butter Family. And so 
today is our last day of uh, the podcast. We have like half a day tomorrow on Tuesday, but it's Monday, and we just want to like share a little bit about the experiment we've been running, and also listen to Ian's cell phone go off, which we did successfully, as we've done many things over the past couple of days. <laughs> I think we have a good team, a good bon homie, general spirit, and yeah. sense of humor. Overall, I hope that comes through in the videos that we're doing. But also, I hope that the fact that we are doing this with a sense of joy doesn't take away from the information that we're trying to convey. No, 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 no. And what we're doing. So we, we kind of touched upon it last episode. But we have been filming our coverage of NAB using Fujifilm X-H2S's. X-H2S's. S. S's two of them, which have Wi-Fi grips that go directly to Frame.io. And for those who don't know, Frame.io is a camera to cloud uh, software system thing. So it, it allows for your camera to connect to the cloud. Your footage goes up there, your editors pull from it, and then they start working while you're still shooting. So that's what we've been trying to do these last two days, is battle test the system where we record an interview b-roll an intro and as soon as we hit stop that's uploaded to our editors who are not on site who are in los angeles so how did day one go day one was tough yeah was tough it is a very packed environment at nab i've heard various estimations as to the number of people that are there one person told me that up to a couple hundred thousand people show up at NAB? You said two hundred thousand yesterday. I did say that. I am not sure if it's <laughs> that's peak NAB. It was definitely down from that last okay, year. Yeah. Um, but the central hall was about three quarters full. Like just there were certain parts that were flagged off, whereas the entire central hall is open. And today there were a lot of people out. It felt bigger. It felt like NAB. Felt like the two NABs mm -hmm. I'd gone to pre-pandemic. But the downside effect of having that many people in one small space and everybody has a wireless camera remote and everybody has a wireless phone in their pocket and everybody has walkie-talkies for this and that mm -hmm. is that if you're trying to do a wireless upload of your footage or a wireless microphone, good luck. Yeah, good luck. But you know we're here because of two companies and one of them, Blackmagic, design um has been a close friend and and supportive not only of us but of the community at large because they're great at providing solid tools that are affordable black magic design continues to add new features to davinci resolve studio post-production software this includes vertical resolutions for social media DaVinci Neural Engine AI-enabled voice isolation and improvements to Blackmagic Cloud, which allows multiple editors, colorists, VFX artists, and audio engineers to work simultaneously on the same project, on the same timeline, anywhere in the world. To learn more about these amazing and affordable tools, visit blackmagicdesign.com. And see. Actually, yesterday we talked to a couple of producers who were doing just that. With the Black Magic Design product, we did, yeah. Uh, Ron we talked Ames. about that on, on, on the on the yeah. pod yesterday, but um, you know, we were kind of in the midst of of trying to figure out our own how do we work remote with our system, mm -hmm. and 
maybe it wasn't quite as seamless as our sponsor system, um, but that got better today. Well, yeah, because, you know, day one, we, uh, you know, in order for the camera to connect to the cloud, to frame.io, frame.io, you need a Wi-Fi connection and a stable one at that. And so, you know, you can have a hotspot, you can have your phone, you can, you know, connect to the convention center Wi-Fi, which we did. We had a dedicated Wi-Fi unit, Wi-Fi, dedicated Wi-Fi from the convention center. But in that hall, central hall, there's multiple halls. In central hall, there is Hollyland, which does wireless monitors. Sennheiser, which does wireless audio. They have DJI. I mean, Aperture. Also, wireless stuff. Dozens, honestly. Yeah. Like, as you name the companies you can yeah. think of. Yeah, Deity. I mean, you name it. Yeah. There were all the dozens mm-hmm. of camera to cloud and green screen to cloud and Wi-Fi based. So getting a signal, much less a connection, was not impossible. And so day one was tough. And so we had a, a full day and, and you know, using the system uh, posed a bit of a challenge because we didn't leave room for that troubleshooting you know and i don't want to blame the system because we really put it through the ringer we we trashed it that first day just going from hall to hall from wi-fi hotspot to wi-fi hotspot or from from you know the wi-fi node whatever you want to call it yeah we couldn't get a connection for the first half of the day and fuji was thankfully there to help us through the growing pains and eventually towards the end of the day we got to work but day two how'd that go it felt smooth. I'm the person who's standing in front of the camera, but I noticed that there was a lot less guys like walking away from the back of the camera <laughs> and <laughs> making like faces, huddling around the camera. <laughs> <laughs> a lot less like kneeling in a corner, like, you know, pushing buttons and, and flipping screens out. It just seemed like it worked, mm-hmm. which I think on our pre production phone call, I was the one who said, I'm very optimistic that we'll be able to find a solution that'll work. And to me, we put the system through the ringer both days. Today, actually, there were more people, so I'm not sure why miraculously the system worked better. But it made me optimistic that these type of systems, if you're in a place as packed with RF signals as an NAB, it's going to work perfectly on any set Mm -hmm. because there's no other place I can think of with that many. Even... Perfectly. No. (laughs) Even even uh, the most congested set is a fraction of what that convention hall is. But Ian, how do all of the yeah? But there's always going to be unique challenges to every space. So the first day we encountered the classic problem that everything that worked conceptually when we were on the floor did not work. (laughs) We had two yeah. different microphone wireless transmitters, mm-hmm. did not work. They were not strong enough to power the handheld mic that didn't have the phantom power. Mm-hmm. So like within 45 minutes, we are hardwired into a phantom powered mic. All wireless is gone. The wireless footage transmitter is gone. We're flipping cards. This is it's day like, one. This is day one. Yeah. yeah. We could have been back in like... 2004 (laughs) the miracle to me and something i really don't see when i'm on set and to your to rafi's point of the the technology coming viable day two it did work Mm -hmm. and day one they were like we're working on the wi-fi we're changing things like we're getting it spread around the convention center we're like changing how it's structured so that you can actually get on it 
And the second day we got on the Wi-Fi. So it's like when you when you battle test something and it works and you actually know you can use it and what's working is like the current and the now and the concept of an easier workflow that you know you want but you also know won't work when it actually starts to work and you start to think about how that's going to change what you can do mm-hmm. you can innovate with this new technology so the fact that it worked today because they wanted it to work and they were able to fix it so it could work. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing these designs become viable in a working environment, which mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. In real time. Yeah. yeah. We also, though, found a, a, our own kind of workflow for it. Because Central Hall being so congested, and when we say congested, we mean like you probably would get some sort of cancer if you did that every weekend, you know? Like yeah, there's not, tens of thousands of people there. Not healthy. With like lots of stuff happening mm-hmm. and lots of signals flying everywhere. And so for day two, we we found that so NAB is divided into three halls: north, north, central, west. And we spend most of our time in north and north and central. North hall worked great. Once we connected, we're solid. We're recording. We stop recording. Clips are going up to the cloud. Editors are editing the footage. Wow, it's great. Then in central, you have dead zones for example when we were doing uh, our interview with hollyland which is uh gonna be up soon so check that out they have some really cool wireless video solutions a uh, streaming camera which is cool but um they have all these signals going around there's nothing we couldn't get a connection and so as we move around those dead zones camera connects clip goes up and the clip goes up you know or what we we started to do when we got backlogged we swapped cameras and then I took the camera out of out of Central Hall, which was congested, and uh, ten minutes, six gigs, wow, yeah, up up to the cloud. And editors are working on it. So towards the end, or towards like the you know beginning of the afternoon on day two, we're smooth sailing. And you know, we've interviewed so many companies that have camera to cloud solutions, mm-hmm. Blackmagic Design, Atomos, Adobe. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I almost had Teradek. edit in the Teradek. cloud, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. now we're even going to start. So then you start to put together this fantasy of like, okay, if I send my footage into the cloud for the editors that then pull down from the cloud, what if we don't do that pull down? Right. Mm-hmm. Now they edit in the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. That, and so, yeah. And, and then you start to wonder eventually how are they going to cut out the uploading <laughs> process. So it's like, yeah. as you're filming, they're getting it. It might not even have to become a clip. That's like right. it'll go up streaming yeah, in a way. A streaming. Like yeah. streaming will be clips. They'll be, they could start editing a clip that you're not done shooting. I, and they could be in different parts of the world. Yeah. That's coming. That's got to be coming. Because that, right. that happens in sports. You right. know, there's a guy, my, my buddy did this for Fox. He would sit there, watch sports because, you know, and like four games at a time, and like in out, in out, in out, in out, in out, make notes. And then the people like doing the broadcast stream, they like look at the notes, be like, oh, that's a play, pull it, done. Like it's it's happening now. It's just not in cinema, it's in broadcast. And it's funny we bring up NAB, National Association of Broadcasters, Black Magic, a lot of gear for broadcasters, a lot of stuff I think is going to come from the broadcasting world and kind of 
change the way we do cinema. In the same way that we are now seeing cinema stuff come to broadcast, we went to Fuji, Fuji Film, and saw their crazy Cinebox lens. So we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. 25 to 1,000 millimeter on mm-hmm. super... No, sorry, that 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 focal length is... 25 to 1 million. 1,000. 1 million. Approximately 1 billion. It's 1,000, I think. But I think that that focal range, I think he said, was for uh, like one-inch sensors. It, it was super 35. It was super okay. 35. Okay, cool, it was cool, cool. a PL amount, yeah. So, and then they're trying to bring that cinema workflow style view image tone theme to broadcast you know we saw uh quasar signs they were doing like what is what is that concept it's not a video wall but it's like programmed led tubes that mimic what's happening on your green screen and lighting your talent so your talent fits in the scene yeah like for example uh a news anchor in front of a green screen uh, doing the weather report and then switches to something that's a completely different color, like an image of, you know, a forest fire or rain or, you know, and it goes back to the maps. The lighting changes. And that's not a broadcast thing. That's a cinema thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what's cool about NAB is the cross-pollinization of mm-hmm. these ideas and why it's important to bring people together is because an idea can pop out of one little circle and light a flame in another mm-hmm. circle and, and vice versa. You're seeing, if you watch a lot of sports, they've started to do the shallow depth of field thing in football and basketball. They'll have these shots, the city cam guys. It's a cinema style shot, which had never yeah, been in sports cinematic. broadcast. It looks awesome. Yeah, you see them and you'll see them in the shots. They're like Sony A7 on a gimbal and they run up to a player. It's like a three inch depth of field. It's a cinematic right. shot. Yeah, We're all going, hey, you took that from us. And we like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, you know, I think that's the cool part about this is that cross pollinization. But for me, the eye opening thing of camera to cloud, of seeing editing in the cloud, it's like, no, 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 this isn't like some conceptual thing. It's like, do I have a project where I can be somewhere and I, and my editors can be somewhere else or my colorist or frankly, it might be a way to save money. You know, like one time I remember years ago, I'd done a couple of YouTube videos and they're kind of popular and guys were like, you know, messaging me from all over the world. This guy from Belarus was like, yo, I would love to do your color on your project. And it's like, great, but you live in Belarus. You know what I mean? Now I'm like, well, if I had a cloud-based solution, he would be my colorist. His work was great. And finding a way to collaborate with people that aren't in your same physical vicinity isn't a way that we normally think about how to make cinema but i think that's here right now and i'm eager to try that sometime slash if if we're going to riff on cross-pollination we saw filmic today which is a film digitizer and you're like what could be innovative about that right so we're talking like 8k cameras 12k cameras like 16-bit color 12-bit color thousand millimeter lenses they have a hundred and six bit color read of digitizing film which is like 10 times <laughs> your normal to, camera's color read just for comparison's sake majority of cameras that do raw are 12 bit yeah most do 10 bit yeah red and airy say they do 16 bit 
you know, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to say, oh, that's a fact and then have someone yell at me. But what what number did you say? They're rocking 16-bit times 10 sensors. So they're doing, I think they were doing, he yeah. said it was 106 or 160. They, they said 160. The one guy said 106, but the other guy said 160 twice. Because it was a 16-bit reader and mm -hmm. there were 10 readers for sense. the different colors yeah. of film. So, question, this is so you filmic you technologies, right? It's yes. a film translating technology. But the company was filmic technology. Filmic, yeah. Okay, filmic technology. Not to be con confused with filmic pro. But yeah. filmic technologies and and they had white lab coats and everything it's a film scanner and their innovation was that instead of taking a bayer sensor which is trying to do the rgb mm. at the same time they basically took off the color of the sensor so they're they're only scanning for one color at mm -hmm. once rather than just rg and b they had 10 different colors. And so they had this magenta. He was like, cyan isn't green. You can't get purple and green to make cyan. It was just like, I was like color uh, science on steroids. And I was like, I've heard all these things in a vague, maybe dissertation somewhere, like back when I was learning this stuff. But this was this guy's field and he's telling it to you. And we were interviewing him. It was really fun. They had a great sense of humor. Then they're like, yeah, yeah, the guy who invented all this is sitting right there. We didn't interview him. He starts talking to a guy, huge beard. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's the guy who chooses what goes into the Library of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> He's the curator of the digital collection of the Library the of Congress. Library. So we're at NAB. It's yeah. 2023. All the booths say camera to cloud. Yeah. But the biggest color information is this tiny booth yeah. that's digitizing film. Film, mm -hmm. like film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think one of the things you take away from the conference is like everyone is innovating in their direction of interest and there's still like infinite potential. Like how are we still innovating on film? Mm -hmm. right. It's incredible. Yeah. And again, they have better color than any anything else at the conference. And you're like, the old film guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then you're like, all right, you get them with black magic. <laughs> they digitize it to the cloud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And it feels, it feels magic almost, especially if you're doing that many colors. I mean, at that point, at that point, you're like pulling the soul out of the film, you know, like, oh, we're going to scrape the, the salt grains off and then scan those instead. Yeah. You know, it's insane. Yeah. We did love the AI too. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just think like it, NAB is a time to kind of look at your image chain, mm -hmm. whatever it is, mm -hmm. every step of your process, your editing, your software, your storage. We had a great conversation with Lexar. They're I was up, say, and, yeah. up and down speed, you know, your your cloud, your lens, your coding on your lens, your mm -hmm. filtration, like what, every single step in your image chain. There's a possibility for innovation. There's a possibility to, if it's cameras, make it lighter weight, make it look more affordable, make it deeper bit depth, you know, make it more resolution, whatever the thing is, going straight to the cloud. We There's also recommend getting either rich or well funded because the crane technology is getting us. <laughs> yeah, techno color. Like uh, these like 20, 40, 80 foot cranes, yeah. robotic Not cranes. Like techno super crane. techno crane, yeah. So cool looking, so fun. Can't wait. 
to yeah. get on that scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So coming back to Lexar, we interviewed them today, their booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what's up? We had a great interview. That was our very first interview of the mm-hmm. day. Ian and I have made it a process to try and innovate our booth interview technology. <laughs> <laughs> technology we're or We're evolving approach. our technology rapidly. <laughs> no, we're just trying to... Um, we try to find an interesting way of talking about each product and each company. And we just had a lot of fun. They knew what they do. They make memory cards. They make really fast memory cards. They're the first. They're one of three brands that have been red approved to use on the new Komodos. So nice. they're like, for us as a data company, data storage company, there's only three of us who got to this level. And it was, it was really like endearing to hear somebody hey we're fighting to be the best in our field they had uh the cf express b type b and type a gold two terabyte is the product that they released insane a two terabyte cf express card i mean imagine god what was that image it was like oh this is a one of the first computers being wheeled into a building and it's like five fridges well it 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 started as the building (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's like 10 kilobytes or right. a megabyte, you know, yeah. five megabytes, two terabytes in what is basically like half a stick of gum. Yeah, that's super fast. Yeah. And, you know, they can do 4K, 8K, 6K, 12K, like butter <sighs> up and down. And so to me, that's just like this reminder, like the big booths and the little booths, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the, the people who have like the, fancy architecture and you know the mm-hmm. people who are just scrappy and, and making it and all the people in between are here for a reason mm-hmm. and it's fun to talk to them all yeah there's a lot of passion and that's what i like about uh everybody who we've talked to they're like oh, you know even the people that might be kind of shy on camera they, they're like oh i, I want to talk to you about this i want to tell you about this even though they've told 20 other people in the last hour before you yeah 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 well we have some some words from lexar are you tired of constantly switching out memory cards during yeah. a shoot? Yes, I am. Look no further than the Lexar Professional CF Express Type B Card Gold Series. With blazing fast speeds of up to 1,900 megabits a second, read and up to 1,500 megabytes a second write, you can capture central quality video with ease. And now with massive new capabilities, up to two terabytes, you can record for even longer without having to stop and switch out cards mid-shoot. But that's not all. For maximum performance, pair the CF Express Type B card gold with the Lexar Professional CF Express Type B USB 3.2 Gen 2x2 reader for insanely fast transfers. Don't let slow memory cards hinder your creativity. That is a fact. Do not let slow memory cards hinder your creativity. Upgrade to the Lexar Professional CF Express Type B card gold series and take your videography to the next level. Woo! Take your videography to the next level. I think that coming to NAB for the second time, because last year was my first time, and uh, this is my second year. It's a little easier, but it's also harder because now I know, like they're like the nooks and crannies where we have to look you know we can get talk to the big guys talk to the important kind of trendsetters but filmic technologies and their freaking crazy ass scanner like 
those are are so important to the medium to the industry those little guys like last year i forget i forget his name this this gentleman also in a lab coat mm-hmm. look for the people in lab coats man <laughs> look for the lab coats so we walked by because we were rushing to an interview and we were like oh that's a cool monitor and i was like bro why do you have a business card taped to your monitor and he goes oh no 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 that's across the booth this camera's filming it and this is an ak camera and an ak monitor <laughs> natively and it, it was so clear that it looked like he taped a business card to it. And I was like, this is so cool. And I wonder like what kind of applications that we would use that for. But you know, science, obviously. You know, why would you want an AK monitor for like gaming or color grading? <laughs> you don't. Um but, but but imagine a Zoom conference, right? Uh, uh you know, an 8K, right? Um <laughs> eventually, I think, yeah. Streaming 8K to your 8K oof. monitor from your 8K camera. It's coming. Ugh. Do we need it? I you know, th- this idea of the virtual set yeah the idea of being there when you're not there i mean that was uh in our talk with the black magic uh people yesterday that was an essential thing we need zero latency we need to be able to feel like we're still in the room you know i i think that's why you would do something like that another thing i wanted to highlight i mean you know adobe is one of the big guys we, we've talked about a couple of the little guys adobe was showing off their ai enabled automatic transcription piece for editors mm-hmm. within premiere pro mm-hmm. bananas exciting it's like, like you say it but then you see it like like you said like no more transcribing no more mm-hmm. searching lines by listening you're looking at a transcript next to the footage you edit the transcript and it edits the footage mm-hmm. you can now visually edit text and you cut your footage mm-hmm. it's like Game changer is an overused phrase. Yeah. But like, I don't know what else to say. Like that workflow wise, that's going to change the lives of thousands of people who are editing documentary. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It it just is. Control F, um, delete, (laughs) (laughs) hours. Yeah. And I I do want to say though, also, you know, as, as result, uh, Adobe Premiere Pro is, is implementing this now. Resolve has had this yes already, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I guess it's a testament to how Resolve, I'm sorry, how Black Magic approaches their products. When I talked to Grant Petty yesterday, the CEO, he was like, you know, I every cent we make, we just put right back into you know products. Like I don't have a bottom line. I don't have investors. Like I just want to make cool stuff and give it to you. And then you can come back and I'll give you more cool stuff, you know? <laughs> and I love that approach because it it's people making stuff for creative so they can create. And I think some companies get so big that they have obligations. Not to say they don't make good tech, but I think it comes from a place of, you know, we need to make something that fills a quota, maybe not a quota, but like a a uh, that fits a demographic, you know, like a like a niche, you know, like a four quadrant niche. I don't know if that's even the thing for for corporate America, but you can kind of pick up a a, a tool and be like, mm, this feels good, but also like not a creative tool. It doesn't feel like a paintbrush. It feels like a manufactured like pen, which you can still create with. I'm gonna I'm gonna counterpoint a little bit mm-hmm. because. We talk to the biggest companies and the smallest companies Mm -hmm. and like 
first word that comes to mind is innovation. Yeah. Like everyone is looking at the industry and looking at the tools and thinking like what to do fresh and really going for it. Yeah. It, there wasn't a lot of like, I don't think we were not inspired by anybody we visited from, from again, from like film to Adobe to black magic to kind of smaller AI companies like Pixitope. Yeah. yeah. AI uh, live to anime. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that was the Ian scrambling system, eggs yeah. to anime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. all over that. Yeah. yeah. I almost bought that. Yeah. I mean, you know what it, what it is, is like for me, you, you, <laughs> you get so tired cause you're walking. Like I don't, I, I want to look at my steps count or something like that. But then, and you're talking and your mouth is getting dry talking to so many people and yet you're still excited it's like this weird thing it's like i'm still excited even though i'm exhausted yeah <sighs> yeah and on that note we're all exhausted i just looked at my step counter 14,000 steps Ooh, and yeah. I, I i did half the walking you did oh, i'm i'm scared well let's let's just do yeah. this live on the pod we got to we got to pull this up before before we yeah. you're going for your step count <laughs> While he finds his step counter, uh, thank you everyone for joining us for our special coverage of NAB. My name is Yaroslav Altunin. I'm the tech editor of No Film School. Um, you can find me on Instagram at iaro87, like iPod, which they don't make anymore. Uh, Ian? I'm having a blast. It's really cool to be on the ground floor, literally battle testing gear while you are talking to people about their hypothetical designs for gear. <laughs> for instance, like yeah. we talked to a sound company tonight that we used a piece of their gear and it did not work in the floor because mm -hmm. of signal interference. A piece of gear that we, that's already out and has been out for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we tried another piece of their gear and it's amazing. And we're going to try it tomorrow and it's probably going to work really well. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to solve our like hardwired microphone solution. Mm -hmm. So it's just like been really interesting to be like working with the gear in a live environment mm -hmm. while talking to people about the hypothetical potential. Yeah. And that's always your filmmaker question is like, dope, dope, dope. Does it work in reality? Like, can you actually sit down and put your hands on it and then use it? And then does it work in the field? Like, you're under pressure and it just has to work and can it just work? Yeah. And it's been really fun to like play with that, both from the actual usage side and then as the audience to all these people with all their innovations. We are as much part of NAB this year as we are covering NAB. Yeah. Ian, where can people find you? Cocobutter.family. Come to our website. Do you have like an Instagram you wanna, you wanna plug? Our Instagram is shamefully weak. <laughs> Sad. Do you have a personal one you want to plug? For people that just want to talk to Ian McClellan? Uh, Ian McMazing. <laughs> Y'all could have guessed that. Though. Yeah, I should have guessed that one. Ian is pretty amazing. I'm, I'm mad that I have less steps than Yara. I don't understand that. I had 12,558 steps today, which is still quite a bit, but I Because you sat for all those interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought my Rafi innovated the sitting interview today. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let me slow down. Here. I'm getting tired. Uh, but yeah, it was. Let me innovate on this standing thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I will say this um, 
kind of following up on Ian's point, when we were at the Sennheiser booth, we were telling them some of our pain points about the wireless mic. And they're like, oh, look, we got something for you. And then we basically- Sorry, po- spoiler alert. It's Sennheiser. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. My bad. Um, uh, that's okay. But but we like basically took the pressure off ourselves and put it on them. Yeah. And then- it's their product. Like filmed them. And they were, I was like, I was like, is this going to work? And I was like, George, film this. And so you see them like pulling out different batteries and all of a sudden they're basically on set like- yeah. They're another, and and somebody came was like, we got to be at this other booth in five minutes. So it was like a live ball situation, mm-hmm. and they like wh- whipped it up, whomped it up, tick, 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 and it worked. And it worked. Yeah. So it shout out to Sennheiser immediately. Yeah. yeah. And we'll test that mic tomorrow too, right? Yeah. So any, any of the final videos you you, you uh, everybody will see will be with uh, hopefully Sennheiser. We're gonna really put that thing through the rear. Yeah. Rafi, where can people find you? Um, I'm Rafi Rivero, uh, pretty much everywhere.com on Twitter and Instagram, R double A F I River with an O. I have two difficult names to spell, but you're smart people. I love you and you can figure it out. All right, everyone. We're signing off until next year. See ya. Thanks, Yaro. Wait, Yaro, where can we find you? I already said it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> nofilmschool.com <laughs> nofilmschool.com yeah oh yeah